is the Under Centre Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Under Centre Podcast. I'm your host, Darren Marr, and I'm joined again by Jake Woolhead on this special Thursday night football preview edition of the show. And no Fionn again, unfortunately, his contract dispute is rolling on for another day, Jake. But look, this uh, dynamic duo that we've got going on here, I think, is working pretty well. I think the duo is working for us. And also, he's a Washington fan, so I definitely wouldn't like to hear his shtick for Thursday night football this week. <laughs> Definitely, we'll keep it as a Washington-free sort of zone uh, for this evening especially because uh, our guest to help us preview the game later on tonight is Jerry Foley from the Giant Insider newspaper. Jerry, so great to speak to you again. How have you been? Good, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. No problem at all, no problem at all. So, yeah, as I was saying, later on tonight, we have the Giants travelling to Washington to take on the football team. Both sides coming off tough defeats last Sunday against the Broncos and the Chargers, respectively. Um, Jerry, first of all, with the game last Sunday, obviously very disappointing um, overall, hoping for a good start to the season. Um, what were your thoughts of the game in general? I'm trying not to think about it, guys. Um, I mean, look, the, the the biggest concern all offseason was the offensive line. And they didn't address it in free agency. They didn't address it in the draft. They had a chance to take Slater, who looked very good against Chase Young, oddly enough. Uh, but that wasn't the biggest issue of the game. The offensive line, the, the, the pass protection was decent. Not good run blocking. But that wasn't what we felt were the main, cul- the, the main culprits in the loss were the defense unexpectedly played horribly. Um, Pat Shermer did a lot of things that, that confused. He seemed to seem to counteract anything Patrick Graham was trying to do. <clears throat> Graham blitzed. He didn't get there, played man coverage on the outside and uh, guys were running free. Giants still can't cover a tight end after all these years, still can't cover them. They proved it Sunday. <clears throat> they had a few plays <clears throat> made by Logan Ryan, but outside of that, the defense was not good. And look, you know, Daniel Jones, until he does it, until he can take that next step, there's going to be doubts around him. So the fumble was horrible. I mean, all you had to do was slide and and the play is over, but he dove forward and fumbled. Didn't look off his first read a lot. Uh, That was kind of all afternoon. And then he had another chance at 20 to seven when he got down uh, towards the goal line. He couldn't complete a pass. So look, it was ugly. Um, They were out coached, outplayed, out everything. And yeah, not much time to turn it around, man. Four days, and that's it. You got Washington now, who's angry. Yeah. So, and another tough D line to face as well. But hopefully, the the O line will hold up. What did you make of um, Jason Garrett's game plan? Kind of going into it, it was obviously it was very conservative. Was there a game plan? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, look, it, it's it's hard to, you know, when the game's first over, <clears throat> our, you know, our job is to write about the game for the newspaper, and you don't have all the answers yet, right? You you're writing based on what you think you're seeing, uh, whether it's the offensive scheme, somebody missed the block, Jones missed the pass, you know, but then you might find out, look, the receiver ran the wrong route or, you know, this wasn't the, the, the this wasn't this, this lineman's fault. Somebody else was supposed to come over, but look, you know, that, that the more you see on Twitter from the experts, right. I and mean, it, it kind of proves what, what we, you and I see Jake, that, that, you know, the game plan is very simple. It's not complex. Um, I think that the most aggravated I, I got in the game was when uh, Kadarius Tony came in two plays and got the ball both times. And I just thought, you know, there's, there's way bigger problems than that, but that's an easy one. That's like, 
if you're going to, br- if you're going to bring this kid in, like at least f- fake it once, like use him as a decoy. Don't, don't give him the ball both times. Cause as soon as he comes in, everyone's ears go up on defense. Say, watch, watch Tony, watch Tony. And Von Miller drilled him. I mean, they missed the, the block from Rudolph looked terrible. So I don't know what that was, but yeah, I, the, the game plan from Garrett is the same. It, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of curls, a lot of hooks and, not many shots downfield, but I don't know if that's Jones not taking shots or if it's get. I don't know, right? It's, so it's tough to say. I, but overall, I, I you know, not happy with Jason Garrett, like every other Giants fan. Yeah, it's hard to watch sometimes. Uh, having Jones look one one receiver run all the way across, then he gets sacked or something along the lines that, or right. the Garrett run run up the middle with Devontae Booker. Just I think there's it's a whole yeah, lot right, of right. No, run, no runs to the outside, and you have Saquon Barkley, right? Like you're running him right up the middle, right? Now Barkley did miss some like holes, Lynch. but yeah, right. And you know, going to Kenny Galladay once in the first half, one time. You know, you spent $72 million on this guy. Go to him again. I, I, and, I, and again, I don't know if that's Garrett or if it's Jones not not throwing to him, but I'm kind of thinking it's it's the offensive game plan based on everything you're seeing afterwards by the, the Orlovskis and, and Brian Baldinger and those guys. So, hey, um, we're stuck with Garrett until he either turns it around or the Giants do something there. Yeah, and do you have sort of any confidence that he will – Turn around because it is interesting that I've seen the narrative change because last season it was sort of Daniel Jones, the question mark if he's the guy, but especially after this game. Now, this is just from an outsider's point of view. I don't know yeah. if there has been more scrutiny on, on Garrett um, that I haven't seen, but especially right. after this week, it's it seems that it's ramped up a lot. You know, he had a few games last year. Chris pointed it out, Chris Bizignano, uh, who does a, a, a ridiculous job. By ridiculous, I mean great job with his yeah. Big Tuesdays. Um, where he takes out the big pen and he points out what the hell the Giants are doing. And last year in the Chicago game, the, the, the Giants were running all curl routes. And it's like third and eight, and they're running four-yard curls. Like, what the hell? That's not an offense. Like, is that, 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 almost like that can't be the play, right? But as the season went on, Garrett got better, and it seemed to get worse. But Garrett could hide behind the fact that he had Darius Slayton, Daniel Jones, Sterling Shepard, and that's really it, right? Nothing else on offense. You know, he had Wayne Gallman who came on at the end of the year, but you were missing Saquon. You didn't have Kenny Galladay. I guess Evan Ingram, you have to say they have Evan Ingram. But, you know, the offense was limited. The offensive line was absolutely terrible for most of last year. So he could kind of hide behind that, or not hide behind it, but he had that buffer. Now it's, hey, wait a minute. You know, you have the weapons. What's going on? What are you doing? So I think that, I think you're right. I think, the, the leash this year is going to be a lot shorter. Go ahead, Jake. Sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, no. Uh, one of the things that got me in that game was, one, the defense was just shocking. I don't know whether it was just kind of a starting off slow and um, players not being in the right positions, but one of them uh, – Logan Ryan obviously had a, a pretty decent game by yeah. by the defensive standards. He, he recovered that fumble at, I think, the three-yard line. And what bothered me then, I, I have to keep going back to the offensive game plan, it was like a run up the middle to Devontae Booker, a pass to the flat to Eli Penning, Penny, and then it was like, I don't know, third and six, and it was a two-yard stick route for uh, for Kyle Rudolph, a pass right. that like, didn't go anywhere. Like It was kind of, it seemed like the game plan was, don't lose the ball, but we're just punting it away then at fourth down. It was just kind of horrible for me to watch. You know, it's a good point, Jake. And 
you when you named all three of those plays, they all just went through my head. I'm like, I know exactly what plays he's talking about. I think I screamed at each one of them or got aggravated. Um, yeah, you, I don't know if the game plan was let's play it safe. I guess it was let's play it safe and hope they make a mistake. But once Teddy Bridgewater was announced, we didn't feel good about that game. Like I would have rather had Drew Locke in there, where Drew Locke may, may give it to you. Like even this week, right? You got Fitzpatrick going, and now it's Henneke. Like I think I would have rather had Fitzpatrick playing because he's more more likely to turn the ball over. So once Bridgewater was announced, it was, hey guys, you know, look, I know they have a good secondary, the the, the Broncos, but you got to take some shots here because Bridgewater doesn't make mistakes. You know, he's a crafty veteran. He showed you how good he is and how effective he can be in Pat Shermer's offense. So. I don't know what the game plan was. I just know that the defense was out there way too long and they gave up way too many third. I think third and fourth down combined were 11 for 18 with like three for three for fourth down. Yeah. And then the right. offense couldn't do anything. So, and it was very conservative game plan. So I, I don't look, I, I don't know. I, I, I wish I could give you an answer, but you know, what you saw was what I saw. And that's why everyone's so aggravated and so puzzled by that. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask actually about uh, Andrew Thomas. Um, hmm. because it, like you're saying it, part of the uh, struggling O-line last year but he seemed to okay he wasn't pulling up any trees there on Sunday but he, he seemed yeah. to have a, a really improved performance um, yeah. obviously stemming from a decent off season as well so is there is there hope that this uh, this year he can take that step forward yeah, he flashed last year I mean look he had a horrible third preseason game where he just looked terrible um, but, you know, he held up Sunday. I mean, Chubb wasn't playing, but he still held up. Good kid. Uh, Chris has been saying all summer that he had a very quiet summer, which is a good thing from your left tackle. It's just that last – those joint practices and that that game against the Patriots where he looked really bad. So I just think that's going to be a thing with him where he may be good for three or four games and all of a sudden he regresses to maybe some old habits. But, like, they, the, the problem is with him, they took him ahead of Becton, who's unfortunately hurt now. Werfs, I mean, Werfs to me seemed like the smartest one. This isn't Monday morning quarterbacking. We called that one. Like, take Wirfs. He's ready. And then uh, the other guy, the, guy, the one from the Browns, Wills. Wills or Willis? The, the right tackle. So he was the first of the Wills. four. Yeah. So he was the first of the four taken. So you figured, well, you know, you have your – like, you chose him, Giants. You, you made this pick. Like, you're saying, this is the guy we want. We're not going to move back and take someone else or take someone else in his place. This is our guy. So a lot of pressure on him this year. I think he'll be fine in the long run. It just may take a little more time. This isn't Eric Flowers. This isn't a disaster at left tackle. This is a kid who works hard and, you know, has a lot of talent and it should come together. You just, you may get that, that stinker once in a while with him. It's just the way it is. But I thought he played pretty well Sunday. Yeah. And let's, uh, let's move on to tonight's game. Um, you did mention there briefly the change at quarterback that Washington are going through at the moment with Fitzpatrick going on IR and Tyler Heineke um, starting. And you kind of answered the question, but I, I'll ask it again in terms of, like, I guess, would you have rather played Fitzpatrick? Because I guess with Fitzpatrick, he's more likely to stay in the pocket. He does like to run every now and again, but he hasn't got the pace that Heineke has. So I'm guessing um, scheming for, for Fitzpatrick might have been, I know it's tough to say when it's he is a starting quarterback, might have been easier than Heineke. Oh, I, I didn't think Teddy Bridgewater was that mobile until I watched him Sunday. Like I was like, where this? I, I never pictured him as a mobile quarterback. Like He looked like Cunningham when he – when he pushed uh, Aziz Ojolari aside and, you know, completed the, the pass. To, I can't even pronounce the tight end's last name. 
where Martinez missed the tackle. Yeah, I would rather play Fitzpatrick, but he also, because he gives the ball up, he's, he's careless with the ball a lot of times. So there's times where Fitzpatrick looks like the best quarterback in the league, and then he throws five interceptions, right? So I much rather, rather would have had Fitzpatrick for that reason. But yeah, the scrambling also, uh, I mean, I get frustrated because when's the last time the Giants could handle a scrambling quarterback, right? Like, I don't know. Like, they played Russell Wilson really well last year. And that was the first time in I don't know how long where they handled a running quarterback well. Uh, so, yeah, I much if Fitzpatrick was playing, I'd feel much better about this game than uh, believe it or not, than Hannick is playing. Um, and then the obviously a, a very strong Washington defensive front against the uh, mm. questionable offensive line. How do you think that battle is going to go throughout the game? Oh, no, I, I went to church today to pray a few novenas. That's that's how I feel about it. So. Um, yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared to death. <clears throat> Not gonna lie. Chase Young, you know, you just you just hope that this isn't the, isn't the game where Andrew Thomas loses some confidence because Chase Young did nothing last week, and he did it against the kid that we all wanted. When I say we all, me, Chris, a lot of Giants fans who listen to our podcast wanted Slater, but look, I not to not to beat that point to death, but <clears throat> yeah, I mean Montez Sweat's another guy, right? We took Dexter Lawrence over him. You know, who would you rather have now? Uh, if gun to my head, Montez Sweat, they are loaded up front. You know, Jonathan Allen. I mean, it's you look at that front seven and it's like we got to block them. So, you know, there's plays to be had in the secondary. Chris pointed that out as well. But, you know, you got to protect Jones. And if, if this is not the week to to for the offensive line to break down because it could get ugly very early. Yeah. And, and with the strength that the defensive line of Washington have, um, is this going to be the game that we see maybe less plays from from Saquon Barkley as well? I, I think he only had uh, ten runs. I think for twenty five yards was it on Sunday. I think it was twenty seven. Um, yeah, twenty seven. Yeah, like I, is it is it going to be something similar again this week, or like how um, I'm just thinking in the top of my head, just how the Cowboys. Um, restricted Zeke's running against the Buccaneers last week because of the strength of their defensive line. Could we see something similar here with the Giants? Yeah, I, but I think the other half of that is just the fact that it's four days later and he's coming off a torn ACL. So I think they're just going to be very cautious. He was listed officially as questionable. I think he'll play. But I expect, again, 10 carries. If he gets going, right, if if, if those 10 carries yield 60 yards, then he's going to keep getting the ball. Not, I'm not saying he's going to get the ball 25 times, but he'll get the ball more than he did Sunday. But yeah, if, if if he's not effective right away, I think they're gonna they're gonna go to Booker quicker. I think I, I, I think I think the first few carries are gonna determine what they do with Saquon Barkley, especially coming off such a short break. What bothers me about that is obviously Saquon is such a hugely talented player. He, he's got he's very athletic and he's yeah. got great pass catching, which we don't use uh, very often for such a talent. We don't put him open into space like he's so elusive give him the chance instead of him getting tackled in the backfield almost every, every play. Yeah. Yeah. We don't run, we don't run effective screen plays, right? Like our screen plays hike, throw it to Saquon. No, that's not a screen. Like you got to wait till it develops a little bit. I, like I always joke that we haven't had a screenplay since Tony Galbraith played in the eighties. Like that's the last effective screen game. I think we've had Barber did it a few times. I mean, but Barkley's had a, a few good plays. Like I remember the one against the Eagles where we broke 75 tackles for a like a 60 yard game, but you know, even Sunday they tried to throw to him and it was hike throw like that's yeah. guys, you got to wait for it to develop. So I have no expectations for the giant screen game. I mean, not to be a 
Debbie Downer, but I'm just like, yeah, until you guys show me, I, I don't believe you. I don't believe that you have a screen game. I think I like whoever, whoever, somebody on Andy Reid's staff needs to come over and consult because they, the Eagles, the Chiefs had the best screen games for years. Like that's what somebody from the, that team needs to come over. Even from, you know, the, the Doug Peterson years, like you have to teach the Giants how to run an effective screen. I was going to say maybe someone from the Panthers because they do a good job with it for Christian McCaffrey. Go. Right. So right. you could Right. And it's same. not just, you know, you know, snap the ball throw. It's, you know, they, yeah. you develop it. So. Yeah, uh, that's it because we we even saw it the weekend with, with Sam Darnold. A few other injury concerns as well heading into the game. Evan Ingram is um, is listed. He's going. He's not playing um, at all. And just looking at the likes of uh, you, you mentioned him earlier, Kadavius Tony and and Kenny Galladay as well. Sort of, they both don't look fully fit or fully up to speed just yet as well. So we could see a lot of um, a lot of, a lot of sh- a lot. Of uh, plays being relied on by the, the likes of uh, Slayton and Shepard. Yeah, I think Galladay's going to be fine. I think it's just that that's more caution because he missed most of training camp, if not all of it. Uh, came out of the game okay Sunday. So I think he'll I, – I, I don't worry about that. Ingram's out, but, I mean, if you – anybody who listens to our podcast knows, yeah, okay, Evan Ingram's out. All right, and the sun rose in the east today. Like, that, it's expected. Like, <laughs> something else happened with Evan Ingram. He dropped a pass or he's injured. And he's a good kid. Like – I want him to be great, but again, until he does, I just, I don't, it's, I don't, it's not going to happen. So, you know, Evan Ingram being out is not a, not a, not a game changer for me. I think Caden Smith's a good tight end. I, I wish they use him more in the passing game. Be interesting to see Kyle, Kyle Rudolph, like he left the Vikings so that he can catch the ball. Well, it's like, yeah, okay, Kyle, you came to the Giants. You're staying in the block, unfortunately. So I don't even know how much they're going to use him in the passing game. So, I think I think Galladay. I just I just installed Galladay on one of my fantasy leagues to start this week. I I think they're going to make a concerted effort to get him the ball this week. And he looked great. Actually, well, not great, I suppose, but he had some really nice catches. Yeah. like in traffic, he came as advertised yeah. when they threw him the ball. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like, why does it take so long to get him the ball? Like, what the hell is that? You, again, you paid seventy-two million dollars for him. You know, it's not like it's your fourth receiver. This is your one. Get him the ball. Even the, the the play when it was, I think it was fourth down at the goal line. Like, like when's the last time we threw a fade pattern that worked? Plaxico Burris, Akeem Nix maybe. And Akeem Nix wasn't nearly as tall. Like, Jones threw like a line drive sort of back shoulder to him. Like, okay, I guess that's all right. So, yeah, uh, Galladay needs to be involved early. I think he will be. I think they'll make an effort to do it. Yeah, and there was, there was a little bit of vulnerability on that. Uh, Washington uh, secondary on Sunday as well. Um, yeah. A fuller sort of struggled. I know he got the the interception, but he did sort of struggle a bit in coverage. Um, I thought Cameron Curl was one that that is um, one to look out for. I thought he had a quite a, a good game as well. But I guess it, it does start with that battle um, on between uh, the two lines that we've explored earlier on. But any other uh, keys do you see um, in terms of on the opposite side with with the Giants defense and the uh, the Washington, I'm guessing Antonio Gibson is going to be uh, one that they're going to have to try and get a hold of early. Yeah, Samuel being out's huge. The, um, so I think the Giants have an advantage. It's just what McLaurin and you know the uh, yeah. the tight end, the converted converted quarterback to tight end, what, yeah. Logan Thomas, right? Logan Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Like he was on the Giants, I think, in like 2012 or 13 or something. He was on a, I think he was on a team as a quarterback, and then last year he killed us. Um, yeah, look, 
I expect the defense to come back this week. I'm not concerned, terribly concerned and worried about the Washington offense. And when I say that, Henneke's going to annoy me with third and five and running for six and getting a first down. That's going to raise my blood pressure and, you know, to lethal levels probably. But outside, it, it, I don't see them being explosive and, and embarrassing the Giants the way the, the Broncos did. The Broncos have several good receivers. You saw it Sunday. You know, this is, this is the McLaren show, I think, right now. So I'm not too concerned about that. On the other side of the ball, um, I would look for Landon Collins and run past him because he hasn't gotten faster with age. Um, I, I liked the fact that they didn't sign him years ago and, and they got rid of him because I, I do think Chipperell Peppers was an upgrade. Uh, and I think if you look at the Giants, the, the, the safeties now, McKinney's a star in the making. Um, Logan Ryan, we know what he is. So I would uh, I'd pick on uh, Landon Collins. I'd uh, stretch the field with our receivers. We have some speed. Let's use it. Yeah, and, and sneakily, this this game, the importance of this game is sort of probably ramped up there in the last couple of days because obviously nobody saw the the Eagles' performance against Atlanta, but I think that's more because Atlanta were terrible rather than the Eagles were really good. Um, and then the news that was coming out this evening that uh, the Marcus Lawrence has broken his foot in Cowboys training too, so they're going to be down uh, a key defensive player too. So. You know, it's an it's a chance for one of these two teams now tonight to really uh, stake a claim and take in the division this year. The Eagles, though, are Michael Myers, Jason, Freddy Krueger. Like until they're dead, they're just not. You know, like every year you try and bury them, and then they draft Devontae Smith and win thirty-two to six. Like, when is their time up? Like, and I mean, like they didn't they didn't do anything last year. They quit on the on the. The, the Washington football team last year and Washington won the division because of it. But, you know, I just, I can't throw dirt on their grave until they are absolutely eliminated. I agree with you. I think Atlanta, you know, Atlanta is obviously terrible, but um, I was impressed with the 32 to six. I, I have to be totally honest. Um, but yeah, this is a huge game. It's week two and it feels like a must win already. The, the division winner is not going to be six and 10 again, or six and 11. I, I don't think, but you know, this this is this feels must win. Like both teams lost to an AFC team, and you don't want to go, you know, zero and two and have a, a division loss already. So it is absolutely critical. It's getting laid early already. Um, you know, and off the top of my head, I, I don't have who the Eagles in Dallas play. So you want to be one and one before you go into into Sunday. I know, I know Dallas are playing the Chargers. Um, All right, the so Eagles okay, are, so yeah, Eagles are playing the 49ers. All right, so they, look, there's a good chance that. You're going to be tied, or there's going to be one and one and two and zero oh and two separating in the division. So obviously, it doesn't end the season, but you just don't want to start. And the Giants have started off zero oh and two for how long now? You know they they haven't been above five hundred since 2016. Get a win, feel good again. Get everyone off your back. Get this win, please, God, get this win. So I didn't realize this was going to be such a therapy session for me, guys. So thank you. <laughs> I'm so, glad we can help with that one. Yeah. Jerry, quick one here. So in a nice world, we win tonight. Uh, what is like um, your wish for the, the win? What would you like the Giants to have done to cause the win? I don't care if they win 3 nothing. I mean, I, yeah. in all honesty, like I just want to see the defense return to form. I want to see Jones bring the ball down the field and look like a leader and look like he can get it done. I don't need a miraculous come from behind win. I just – I'll be happy with 3 nothing. 
But in all honesty, I, I want to see the offense move the ball and be productive and look like a professional offense. I want to see him open it up. I'm much more concerned with what we do on offense than defense. Defense, I'm looking at the Denver game as an anomaly, as I think most people are. So it, it's all about, it's going to be all about the offense tonight. Yeah, I'm absolutely looking looking forward to less predictability. I'm hoping for less yeah. predictability for sure. Um, I, I thought Jones could move the ball well enough. Maybe he got a little bit of uh, motion going until he fumbled the ball. So I'm hoping he can continue a drive like that without uh, turning the ball over. And he seems good at play action. Like I saw that later in the game. Like, oh, look, okay, he's good at play action. And it just if he just slid, the whole game could be different, you know? So Yeah. <laughs> And and before we let you go, then um, Jerry, uh, Jake has a pitcher bet saying that the Giants are going to sweep Washington this year. So make him feel better and give us a score prediction for later tonight. I don't think I can make him feel better. Oh no, Jerry! <laughs> 20, 27, no. 27, 17 Washington. I just oh. I have no I have no faith in this team until they win, Jake. I can't I can't pick them until they. I feel like Lucy. I feel like Charlie Brown when Lucy pulls the ball out with this team. Like that's just the way it is until they start winning again. I see a close game and then and then a fumble or a pick uh, the other way. So, Jake, I hope I'm wrong. I hope you win, but you know I, I got to be true to to who I am and who are uh, and our Twitter followers. And oh uh, man, that's a completely understandable take to have. But I do have. But to hey, go you know, rub it in, rub it in. If you win, man, I'll be psyched. I mean, actually, this not rubbing <laughs> it in. I'll be ecstatic. I'll be I you know, I probably even, doing I shots it with you. Our other co-host Fiona is a Washington football team fan, so I will be rubbing it in his face, as I'm sure nice. he would to me. So yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. So uh, Jake, actually, before we go, then I'll, I'll I'll let you have the last one. Then what score do you think it's going to be later? Oh, yeah, that's a that's a tough one. I'm gonna I, the Giants are obviously going to win it. Um, I'm going to say it's it's a, a low scoring game. I'm going to say twenty one. 17 to the Giants. Yeah, I mean, Chris, okay. pick, my partner picked them. So, and, and a lot of people are picking them this week. I'm just, I'm scorned. I'm broken. So I can't do it. <laughs> so there you go. It's understandable. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think I think I'm going to go have to go for a Washington win as well now myself tonight. I think I, it's I, it's not going to be high scoring either. Uh, I think no. it could be something like 19 to 13 or something like that. Um, I it won't be. They might stay in a be a good bet if you want to. If someone's betting tonight on it, I to go on. I don't know what the uh, the under is and the under overs are, but I'm sure that it, there's a good chance you might if you go with the under, you might hit it. Um, well, oh listen, yeah. Oh, by the way, real quick. Uh, uh, columnist for us, Johnny Gidley, uh, did the um, he wrote an article on the under, and I think it was 13 of 16 games last year. Again, so against market volatility around the world, bet the Giants in the under, and you'll be okay. So, I go. should have read that article before last Sunday because I bet them on the over, and that didn't go too I well. Mean, against there's the a, three, three certainties in life death, taxes, and the Giants, the, the under of the Giant game. <laughs> Jerry, thanks so much for taking the time to speak to us today. So uh, just before we let you go, um, where can people find the podcast and the newspaper? Absolutely. The podcast is on a number of platforms, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Google Podcasts, and then uh, our Twitter account is at Giant Insider. And then the newspaper, if you could subscribe, it's www.thegiantinsider.com, or you can go to magster.com for a digital subscription. Excellent stuff again, Jerry. Thanks so much for taking the time to speak to us. Um, we, I gotta say, I hope you enjoy the game later. Um, it might not be that enjoyable, but at least if they get the win, then um, we'll, 
everybody well two thirds of the the uh, the chat here will be quite happy i'll have the i'm getting the jameson black ready for celebration guys <laughs> perfect perfect guys that is where we're going to wrap up this preview as well and before we go make sure you follow us on our social pages as well twitter and instagram we're all the same at under center pod and make sure you subscribe to us on youtube as well and just search under center podcast because we will be releasing the first of our youtube exclusive videos on friday on how you can beat the bookie and win a bit of money this coming weekend with some of our bets and i we've recorded it already and i have to say i think we're in with a good chance of winning a bit of money this weekend jake yeah hopefully um it, surprise surprise i did put the giants in my bet so that's a bit of a spoiler there for you so um i might not be in for some money according to almost everybody but we'll <laughs> it's okay they can follow me and win a bit of money it'll, it'll all be grand um but that like i said that's all the time we have for tonight uh, enjoy the game if you are staying up to watch it but until next time stay safe and we'll see you soon